award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. We're glad you're tuning in. Thanks for watching, for listening. We are back at the Elk Tower here at Hatfield Knob. This is just the place to be, Matt. Uh, I appreciate you helping co-host and... and, and bring these shows to folks here in East Tennessee. We don't get out this way enough, but this is this is great. Pleasure is all mine. We This tower is brand new, uh, but the tower's been here a while in the, in the property and been here for elk viewing, but we're gonna dive deep into the elk tower today. The uh, new and improved yeah, elk tower. Yeah. Yep. So I'm excited to have uh, Terry Lewis and Jane Lewis with us today. The folks who were very instrumental in, in having this property here getting this tower going their name is on the sign if that tells you anything <laughs> it is uh, we'll, we'll make sure Todd cuts to a picture right now of the sign <laughs> and uh, yeah we'll show that off and uh, it's uh, I, I bet it's a, a blessing and amazing to have something named after you I know it is and uh, we're excited just to chat about it today and uh, we'll get it kicked off here Terry and Jane Terry Kind of introduce yourself, uh, share with folks who, who you are and kind of uh, uh, some of the groups you're involved with and then we'll jump into how all this got started. Well, I guess my name's Terry Lewis. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we've lived, our farm here for the past 29, 30 years. Um, we've got a rather large piece of track of land over here that we like to, we like to farm for wildlife. Yeah. And so um, that's that's just what we do. We're we're outdoors people. We're conservationists. Uh, I'm the president of the Campbell Outdoor Recreation Association since 2006. Um, I'm a board member, longtime board member of the Tennessee Wildlife Federation. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a lifetime member of the RMEF, uh, vice president of the NWTF Pine Mountain Chapter of the Wild Turkey Federation. Wow. So we do a lot of stuff. Yeah, sounds like you know, it. Wear a lot of hats. Yeah. We wear a lot of hats. And we put on several events. We have youth hunts. We have wounded warrior handicap hunts uh, for turkeys on our farm. Um, so, you know, we're well steeped in the conservation. Yeah. It sounds like it. It's a few a few credentials there that I wasn't familiar with. So that's awesome. you got your hats in a lot of a lot of pots or your... Or is that how you say that? Hands, <laughs> hands in a lot yep. of pots or whatever. But uh, that's awesome. And and so uh, we'll 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 fast forward to just a few months ago when this tower was dedicated to you guys and and the new tower was put into place. Uh, tell us about what is here right now. So if folks want to come out and check it out, let's talk about what's here now, and then we'll kind of jump back to the history and how it all came together. Sure, sure. Well, we have a a, a new improved tower from the the original tower was. Uh, was made out of wood and this one's made out of steel and concrete so it's very safe and it's very tall and and you get a panoramic view of all the wildlife that shows up out here and yeah and uh, we, we've tried hard to create a high probability of viewing opportunity so the public makes the walk from the parking lot to the tower there's a high probability they'll see some wildlife but you you got to come when the wildlife are here they, mm -hmm. this is not a zoo this is wildlife this is a real wildlife <laughs> Good point. yeah no, there's no fences here no high fences. <laughs> you can't come at noon and expect to see what you'll see at hour before dark mm. and people need to realize that yeah. and come come early morning very early morning uh, and or come just before dark 
hour and a half before dark is the best time. Gotcha. Well, um, it is uh, handicap accessible now. It is. Uh, the, the bottom <laughs> section of the tower is a nice concrete ramp there now where people can just, you know, roll up in there or, or whatever, make it easier to walk in. And that's that's awesome to see up here. And I know there's there's future, op maybe future opportunities to have the whole road accessible maybe one day, you know. Actually, phase two of our program, our, our plan, if you will, uh, is to have an asphalt uh, wheelchair ramp from the parking lot to the tower, mm. and and make it ADA compliant, which means it'll have a, you know, an incline and a resting area, and an incline resting area, o over 800 yards. So that that will not be cheap, but it, <laughs> but if you've ever tried to push a wheelchair into gravel, sure. you understand what these folks are up against, and there's a tremendous amount of those folks that can't get here simply because it's not easy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. You want as many people to see it as you can, it, uh, especially this time of year in October, uh, early November. It's it's a good time to be up here and, and uh, see the colors and see the wildlife. You're not only going to see elk here. You're going to see, I think we've seen bear here. Is yes, that right? And deer, lots of deer and turkeys deer and, and bear. And, you know, 16,000 people a year visit here. Uh, study done by the University of Tennessee. Paid for. Have them come out here and, and uh, count folks. Yeah. So... 16,000 people is we would have never dreamed that you know we would have that kind of participation but we do and with these new improvements and uh, the, all the upgrades i'm sure there'll be more i'm sure that number is going to rise pretty quick absolutely talk about that just a second campbell county is well known for its outdoor recreation in general you know what other what what other what other things bring people here to campbell county oh off-highway vehicle riding is the primary thing that a lot of our visitors come to to participate and we've got some of the best riding east of the mississippi right here uh, and of course hunting yeah you know uh, i think those are the lakes we have a, a massive amount of water here and uh, we see a lot of folks come for you know all different states to participate in our our lakes and land and waters mm. really blessed with them i know the mayor he's big on outdoor recreation he here is. and it's just it's a unique county because there's just so much uh, emphasis put on outdoor recreation and you being the president of Cora, it's it's just outstanding yes it is we, and we really like living here we love it here yeah now how did you acquire the, the farm nearby ah uh, shoot uh 30 years ago we you know was looking for a place to camp and hunt and we bought you know we bought a big track of land and then we kept adding to it and you know, we're about 800 acres now, and wow, it's adjacent wow. to the WMA, so that helps us. Yeah. When you go out our back gate, you've got, you know, 200,000 <laughs> yeah. acres. Even more. It's to hard, it's hard to beat that. You ain't kidding. Yeah. Well, you, you purchased this property, and, and, and you start coming out here a lot, and you start, you know, uh, the elk were, were introduced, and you guys... You talked about a lawn chair visit out here a couple times, and and before this happened, the elk tower came to be. Y'all were out here sitting in lawn chairs watching elk. Tell that story. Well, I can tell that story because it's <laughs> near dear to my heart. One of Miss Jane's favorite stories too. <laughs> it I'd is. Say. You know, um, the, the way we found this place was the university had two grad students, Jason Lapartis and Jason Kendall, who were looking for a mortality signal, and somebody told them come see me that I might be able to help them get back in here because. Mm. It was back in here. You know, back then we didn't have GPS. We had the antennas that you might or might not be able to find the direction. But anyhow, they showed up on our doorstep one day and explained the situation. I said, well, get in the ranger. We'll go back there and see if we can figure this out. And we got back in here, and we found a dropped collar, luckily. Um, and that was, you know, that was probably in late 2003, early 2003, 
because the first elk, there was only 11 elk released on this side of the interstate in 2003. That's right. We always talk about the elk being released in 2000, first in reintroduction, but that was across the highway, right? That's right. Um, and the, the 11 we had here were three bulls, five cows, and three calves. And those all grew into the herd that you have here today, which is upwards of 75. I've seen 75 out here at one time. Mm, wow. So, you know, we found the drop collar, and I put some cameras out. You know, big on cameras, mm -hmm. and instantly determined that they really like to be here for whatever reason. They like to be here, mm -hmm. so I got with the agency and and you know I looked at the terrain and, and spent a lot of time over here fooling around with cameras and such. And it was really thick. I mean, it was really thick. And I, so I got with the WMA manager and I said, Hey, you know, we need a food plot over there. And he said, This is so far from where we live on the other side of the highway can't do it but he let me do it because i got equipment i got dozer and a tractor and planters and all that stuff for yeah. my own place so a partnership formed right there and and they knew me yeah i yeah. mean the agency knew who i was so so they let me put a food plot right out here and that's what we'd come out here if we couldn't wait to get off work so we could come up here and sit in a in a, in a metal chair and watch the elk out in the food plot that we just built <laughs> yeah. so that was always fun and you know we would put uh tent blinds up and come back and the elk have torn them down <laughs> so that was always funny too but um it took three years of weekends to clear this spot three years wow and we you know some of the some of the more notable things is we would put the tractor in the lowest gear that it has it's got a front end loader on it and we let it go down the field by itself with no driver you know and we'd be out throwing rocks in the bucket <laughs> you know volunteers wow. would be throwing rocks in the bucket we'd get yeah. it full we'd dump it come back and do it again till you're tired of picking up rocks i can imagine wow so then you know after three years of weekends it was actually a couple of years of weekends in 2005 showed up um i went to the agency and said look there's a nice little hill right here the wind's in your face you know out of the west the wind's in your face make a great place for a a platform mm -hmm. of some kind and so we designed a platform and and the agency let us build it paid for the materials out of our own pocket wow. they let us build it i think there was 22 of us that showed up that day i, I was here you was here that's officer, right yep yeah you can see the picture i there's 14 of you guys a little bit <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome that thing sprung up out of the out of the ground like a mushroom looked like a dollar yeah. general store <laughs> wow. coming right out of the, that's out of the ground some history i didn't know so you were here on the yeah. first bill well, yeah, buddy. this is great that you're here to do yeah, this man. show with us very excited yeah um so you being a contractor by trade, right? Yeah. Uh, you you had the knowledge, and you were able to to erect this thing. Is it a day that it was up? In one day, mm -hmm. there was fourteen TWRA people here, and the rest of us, us volunteers. Uh huh. Um, we put the tower up in one day, and then I came back on Sunday, and we put the staircase, the stairwell, up to it. So it it happened pretty quickly. I mean, it came out of nowhere. Wow. So and it was very instantly a hit. That's awesome. Instantly a hit. That's awesome. Yeah, so, um, and that was constructed by wood, and like we mentioned earlier, this is a full metal construction now that should last for, man, years and years and years. Oh, trust me, it'll be here long after we're gone. <laughs> but it's, Even a legacy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But it's great that we have this now in this in this form for people to come up here, and, and the grounds are looking great, and uh, do you all still help with that kind of oh, stuff? Oh, yeah, we just, we just finished planting about three weeks ago. Um, you know, the agency has been wonderful to work with. Mm. I mean, just marvelous. I uh, can't say enough good things about the WMA manager. That's awesome. Uh, 
Keith Thomas and Joe Elkins, and they've just been marvelous to work with. Yeah, that's great. Well, Miss Jane, I know, I know this is your pride and joy too. You enjoy to come out here and watch watch these, these elk and other wildlife out here. What's one of your favorite parts about about this? about this tower and and to see it come alive like it has well i mean you know we were glad that when it was finally done mm -hmm. um it took several months to do it um then we were shocked <laughs> i mean shocked yeah. that they named it after us right. yeah you know so that was a complete surprise it was thing. a complete surprise wow. i don't know how <laughs> the cat wasn't let out of the bag. I don't know how you kept it a secret, but you did. Well, like the best kept secret I know of. You've been a real blessing to the agency. You know, when I first hired on, I thought you worked for the agency. They talk about Terry Lewis all the time. At North Cumberland, I thought you're part of the North Cumberland crew. So that that's just my perspective as a young officer. And that's I only saw you a few times, but I thought y'all were part of the agency but you are i mean volunteered but no telling how much uh, time you've put into this and your own personal resources and equipment uh, you probably never did never have sat down and figured up the math but i'm sure it's been worth we it don't want to <laughs> it's, it's a labor of love yeah amen yeah. It, it shows yeah that's awesome we love the elk program it's um, you know we were in, in the beginning you know i'm the person that went to the commission and asked for the restoration program to begin probably didn't know that wow, either did no. not that was um, Paris Landing, um, gosh, 2000. Yeah. I think it was August of 2000. And then by December 19th of 2000, we put 50 elk on the ground in 14-degree weather with snow. <laughs> well, that's those, a pretty quick turnaround then. For those who have been there. Wow. So the pictures. You they know, look pretty bitter. And we, and we promised the public that we would do certain things, and one of them was to provide them with a viewing opportunity. Mm. And so that's, you know, we just tried to fulfill that that promise to the public hmm. i think that point was made you know they could have kind of kept this for themselves and enjoyed it you know yeah. locally but they yeah. wanted more people to experience what they're passionate about and and here we are so yeah we just want people to come and see it for themselves and we have the elk camera now that came a few years mm -hmm. ago so if you can't make it up here some people physically can't she watches it religiously. Oh, yeah? <laughs> she watches I, it. I watch it. But, you know, now on weekends, we don't have to come up, or up here to see the elk because we've got them on us. <laughs> <laughs> so they've, they've made it onto your they, poster they property, have. Huh? They uh, have. Uh, we might have. We've had weekends where they, we've got 25 elk over there. Of course, i got 17 food plots, too. So Oh, my goodness. We're yeah. feeding them. Yeah. What's your number one food plot of choice to feed the elk? Well, in the in our fall, we do our cool season, which is oats and wheat, Austrian winter peas, and crimson clover, and we no-till that. And in the spring, I've, I've hit historically planted soybeans, but uh, we're moving more into a perennial situation with more clovers and, and that type of forage uh, to, you know, cut down on the, the expense of maintaining. Uh, we've got, you know, got 40 acres of clearing here and 25 acres of food plots. So it, it gets a pretty expensive. I can imagine. Yeah. So you're looking for something to get more miles out of your right, your right planning. And we've had Dr. Craig Harper up here, and and share he shared his knowledge with us, and and the agency has uh, worked with me to to find a plan that works, and uh, we've already implemented that plan. We've sprayed and and we've planted and. We're gonna we're gonna make a candy store if we can. <laughs> we need to create that high probability of viewing opportunities for yeah. the public. Yeah, and you can't do that if we don't give the elk something that they really want to be here for. They like to graze. They do like to graze. Mm -hmm. We just need some rain now to 
help things out. Do a little rain dance for us. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's the dancer. <laughs> run all the viewers off. Yeah. Well, um, so not only have you been an instrumental in this, but uh, Matt mentioned earlier you still hold a hunt on your property and for, for veterans, right? That's right. Tell us a little bit about that hunt. That's just pretty cool. We do a wounded warrior uh, handicapped turkey hunt through the NWTF. Okay. And we've done it 18 years in a row. So we have... Uh, we hold it to 26 handicapped guys, um, and you have to be truly handicapped. Um, and, you know, we take them out and we put put blinds up and put them in the blinds. Um, and they, you know, are fairly successful. I mean, last year we killed six turkeys with guys in wheelchairs and guys with no arms and no legs. Wow. You know, and we've been doing that for, like I said, 18 years. This will be our 19th year coming up. Hmm. Is it held completely on your farm? No, we actually have... We can hunt about 13 on our farm, and then we, Ron Cunningham, which is a neighbor, has a large tract of land over near Habersham, between Habersham and White Oak, and, and we hunt 13 over there. So that's how we spread it out, because turkey hunting is kind of different than deer hunting. You, you know, you're making calls, and you're listening, and, you know, you don't want to be calling each other. So, sure. and, and we make them station, stationary. They can't get out and run around and, and put themselves in harm's way. Oh, that's smart. Hmm. Yeah. That's every, every hunter has a guide. You know, we take them out five o'clock in the morning, and it's really, it's really emotional to see these guys in wheelchairs and it raining sideways, and they're still there. They want to do this, mm -hmm. so we give them that opportunity. Wow, that's awesome to to see your heart and, and hear about some of those stories and how y'all really making an impact there on on those guys. Well, we want to give back, yeah, best we can. What about your youth hunt? We do. We we've historically done youth hunts, and and uh, we brought uh, uh, kids from Nashville. And you know, uh, Great Outdoors University used to be a Wildlife Federation's program. Mm -hmm. Now we do youth hunts that they you know share youth hunts and teach kids how to hunt. Yeah. And their parents. Um, we have a lot of that. We have cabins over there, and everybody st you know they stay in those cabins and. You know, get them outside. Get them in the woods. Mm -hmm. Get them away from the TV and the video games and the telephones, and get them outside. Yeah, is that part of the hunting and fishing academy that yes. the federation does? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great program. We it partner is. with you guys on that, and it it y'all do a lot of good work there, showing people how to get outdoors, how to hunt, how to fish. That's right. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Well, I. I'm thinking about people, how they get here. You know, we've talked a little bit about where it is in relation to, to uh, you know, on the property here. But how do people get to the tower? So if they don't, I mean, you can Google it, I think, now. But before then, how, how do you get there? How would you tell somebody to get to the tower? Well, they go to La Follette and turn it stoplight number nine, go to the top of the mountain. And there's two big signs right there that we put up. And four and a half miles up that gravel road you're here yeah so pretty pretty simple pretty, pretty simple yeah a couple turns off the main road there pretty simple you're in business and pretty the, simple these guys yeah. up here keith and rusty dunn all them they, they keep the roads in pretty good shape this get the, up here the agency has been absolutely marvelous to work with they have done a yeoman's job of keeping the 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 road coming in here clear and passable for cars mm. i mean it's one thing for a four-wheel drive truck but it's another for a you know guy in a little mazda or something you know he's putting around up here yeah um they've done a wonderful job of keeping the road in good great shape actually it's the best it's ever been shouldn't be a problem that limits you from coming here mm. awesome yeah yeah it's uh even coming up today it was a little bumpy but it's this part of it you know and uh it was 
fairly easy for us to get up through here and get get up here from, and view these things. And we even had a had an elk roaming around over here on the right side of the tower, and hoping he'll come back here in a little bit so we can we can watch him. But um, well, we're just a little early. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're laying underneath an autumn olive somewhere, <laughs> hugging the shade. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. That is the prime time, you know, later in the evenings, early in the mornings. That's when you're going to... You have to remember, this. these are wild things, mm -hmm. and, the, you know, they're on their clock, not yours. Yeah. Now, did you hear a lot of bugling this year? Yeah, we've, the rut? Yes, we did. We've heard quite a bit of bugling. But we can sit on our porch and hear them bugling in the mornings, you know, go out and, you know, stand, on the, stand in the yard, and you can hear them bugling up on the mountain. Nice. Well, I'm thinking back... Uh, 2009, I believe it was, the first hunt. Yeah. And, and you all opened up your place once again, you know, being generous and opened up your place for, for the for the first hunters to camp out and be, you know, right here near, you know, well, they don't hunt here. We should make that point. This is not a hunting area. Got a big tree stand. This is a viewing area. But, you know, to be on the properties and near their hunting areas and their hunting zones and be able to get there for that first year, that was pretty amazing. Talk a little bit about that. I mean, I got to experience that, which was very cool. But. It was an awesome, awesome time. And I was, you know, we were really humbled that the agency asked us to host that event mm -hmm. um you know we <laughs> there was five hunters you know it was a big deal it was the first time any elk had been hunted actually in probably 1865 or something yeah yeah you know? a long time um so we had a we had about 250 people uh, that night of the of the event we fed eighteen hundred. No, we fed eight hundred and twenty-five meals in four and a half days. Mm. And it rained. We, and it rained. And it rained. And it rained. It was the wet. rain gods did not like us. <laughs> but we turned our garage into uh, TWRA's headquarters. Yeah. Um, I think Zach Womp brought his forty-foot motorhome down through the road there, and I thought, boy, I'm going to make some money pulling that thing out. <laughs> <laughs> Did he get it stuck? No, he didn't. No. But I was looking for it. Uh, <laughs> speaking of that, you know, you've been in the ATV business before as well. Talk about that. Well, I used to have uh, Players dealerships for ten years, so um, well steep. That's the real reason I'm in Tennessee was because of, you know, back in the late '70s, I used to ride a dirt bike. I used to race dirt bikes and. And this is a, about the most beautiful place in the world, so it it, it got me here. And you wow. know we've been happy. We we wouldn't we wouldn't move from here for nothing. Where'd you move from? Illinois, Southern Illinois. In what year? 1980. 1980. Wow. 1980. Wow. That Man, was. He's been here almost as long as I have. <laughs> <laughs> I got one year on you. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Uh, I've only got five. <laughs> that's crazy. So I mean. Uh, to sit here and talk with you guys and 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 chat, it, it feels like you're you've been here all your life, and mm -hmm. you know it's it's amazing that you you fit right in. We and, call and, this home. Yeah, we call this home. Yeah, we love it here. So, did you have any championships? Oh, with your dirt bike race? <laughs> there weren't championships, <laughs> but there are trophies in my in my closet. I promise you. <laughs> That's cool. You know, and and this is a wonderful place to ride. To, you know, recreationally, um, you know. You don't. We're not. We're not racing no, facility. No, yeah. We're we're we're, you know, people who want to see the floor and the fauna and and just get from point A to point B. Um, you know, it couldn't be any better than here. Mm -hmm. It couldn't be any better. And lots and lots of people uh, take advantage of that. I mean, this is the best riding east of the Mississippi, and the agency does a yeoman's job at taking care of the trail system and providing us with that opportunity. Yeah, we got some great guys that work for us. I say, I feel like I say this every show, but I mean. 
just uh, the biologists, the technicians, those those guys on the properties, mm -hmm. uh, on the waters. They they make improvements. They they make things better for the hunter, for the fisherman. It's just amazing. And they work so well together too. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen huge, huge improvements throughout the years with the agency and their I and E department and mm. uh, getting the message out. You know, you're yeah. not here just to give them a ticket. You're here to help them enjoy the oh, outdoors. Definitely. definitely. Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, the first step is education. They're they're out there to help educate, you know. It's only the real bad guys that get the ticket, right? <laughs> Listen, there are some bad guys out there, and they need tickets. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and then riding safely, you know, is important mm -hmm. up here. You know, we've had a lot of uh, accidents. We're going to have accidents with the amount of people. Mm -hmm, the volume. That you're dealing with. I mean, Look at you drive your car down the road. There's accidents on the street sure. too. Mm -hmm. So it's you know it's it's not the machine. It's a user. Well, we talked about a little bit about the growth <clears throat> earlier, and and I think I think the elk, I think uh, the riding opportunities, the water, all provide yeah are all instrumental in, in that growth and and what makes this place great and, and that's what it's here for people to use. And, and Campbell County has benefited wonderfully from it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people are moving in here because they want to be here. Yeah. Well, uh, you just found out about it a lot sooner than a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, 1980. Huh? Wow. Is that when you all found the property that early? Uh, no, we bought yeah. the, we bought our farm in 1993, October. I guess it was this month. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 1993. Well, wow, that's a, that's a great find, a huge find. You know, when people are looking for property these days, it's hard to find sometimes, and uh, that's getting harder. You're blessed to have been able to acquire that. Yeah, I, we sure are. We sure are. We we are thankful every day. Mm. Every day. Well, we're going to uh, about time to wrap it up. But what's uh, anything else you want to share with the folks listening and, and watching that uh, any you know, encourage them to get out of here or, or something you want to make sure they know? Well, this is a wonderful place to bring your kids um, mm. to show wildlife off as it truly is. Uh, you know, this the wildlife are accustomed enough to us here that they're not skittish to the point if you stay in the tower, stay quiet. You know, bring your binoculars, bring a jacket, mm -hmm. you know, come of an evening so that you have a high probability of viewing opportunities. And, you know, get your kids outside. Um, there's so much to do outside. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's one of our mottos. It's, you know, take a kid outdoors and uh, they'll be a hunter, a fisherman, or just a lover of nature for life. You know, get them out there and... and uh, it's one of the greatest things you can do. That's what I do with my kids. So Absolutely. I know Matt does the same. Oh, yeah. We appreciate this opportunity to be with you. Yeah. Well, we're just we're Likewise. thankful for you. I mean, and what you all have done for, for wildlife here in Campbell County and opportunities here at the, at the tower. So this has been great. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, Matt, thank you for helping line this one yes, up. Yes, sir. Uh, once again, we are in East Tennessee with Matt. Yes, it's going to be exciting times for Tennessee Wildcast. Uh, remember tnwildlife.org for all things outdoors. Looking for the hunting guide, looking for the fishing guide, that's where you'll find it. If you want to buy a license, go outdoorstennessee.com to get that. And if you like this cool hat I'm wearing or the one that Matt's got on, check out our website shop.goutdoorstennessee.com and pick up some TWRA swag. Uh, this is Tennessee Wildcast. Thank you guys. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.